welcome, welcome back to another episode of Hot Boy Film Club, where we watch films, emphasis on watch, and then talk about them. Uh, <laughs> forgive me here. Uh, it's been a while, guys, uh, and but we're back. So, you know, things, all good things. Um, here with two of my very best friends, Joe, CJ, how are you doing today? Good, good, good. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those. It's fine. Oh, it's totally fine. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Well, today, my pick, I'm hosting oh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, released in 2013, has a runtime of one hour, 54 minutes, directed by Ben Stiller, also starred in, uh, Kristen Wiig, John Daly, Adam Scott, with a bunch of other notable characters. Uh, very easy uh, synopsis here we got. Uh, when both he and a co-worker are about to lose their job, Walter takes action by embarking on an adventure more extraordinary than anything he ever imagined. Now, I really enjoy this film very easily. Uh, it's it's easy. Uh, I want to say it's in my top 10, but at this point my top 10 is looking like a top 20. No big. Uh, anyway. Love this film. It's one of those ones I absolutely rewatch at least once a year, so it was great to be able to add it here uh, for you guys to check out. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but... Yes, I have. Sweet. That works. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a really good, feel-good film. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, I absolutely recommend it, um, even before you listen to this, by all means. But Ben Stiller uh, is very much an imaginative person, and so watching through this film where he gets lost in his own daydreams and then embarks on this amazing adventure that leads to this whole life-changing moment uh to then a really clean and cute wrap-up at the end uh that, that is pretty much just all fiction but it's feel good you know what i mean it's 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 in the realm of possibility it's one of those things that i, I feel like everyone has that fantasy uh trip that if they could take they would that one thing that they would do or several things they would do backpack through europe or you know scale mountains all of the adventurous stuff that we all want to do, maybe don't have the guts for, maybe don't have the funds for, but what does it look like? What does it feel like? This film kind of just encompasses that for me and really delivers that in a way that makes me want to get up and go do something or whether it's just like, you know, taking care of myself that day, doing something extra with a friend, trying something new. It, this is a film that I like to start the year out with simply because why not? It's January. We're all in the middle of resolutions where, you know, going through the bills of all the Christmas lights and other holiday decoration uh, that, that may have wrecked up your bills. You know, we're all working off that weight. And this is one of those films that makes me feel like we can get up and go do anything we want to. We just have to have the push to do it or the, the ambition. Uh, but before I hop into anything else, CJ, Joe, what do you guys got? You want to go first, Joe? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, uh, I have seen this movie. Uh, this movie is a big hit in our house. Uh, I, I like knew this, but didn't really realize it until rewatching it. Like how much we actually like quote this movie in <laughs> in our day to day lives in with between me and my wife. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's just there's things that, that would happen or get said. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's where this is from. Um, great movie. Uh, one, I think probably my favorite Ben Stiller film. Um, Ooh. 
the cinematography is incredible the soundtrack i like regularly listen to um it does have just like such a good positive energy to it uh the it's it's funny it's heartwarming it's inspiring it's whatever it's just it it really works um i the the characters are great a pat oswald as his like rep at eharmony <laughs> oh, is yeah. hilarious um kristen wiggs fantastic i just i there are so many things i love about this movie um the the sequence when he is uh at the bar getting ready to get on the helicopter and kristen wig is singing space oddity like that whole sequence like lives rent free in my head constantly. Like it is one of a small handful of of moments in cinema that just is always in the back of my brain, just like on loop. Like it's so good. I um, love that. It's it's fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite bits uh, that gets me every time is the. <laughs> When he's like, I've got the Benjamin Buttons thing. I'm like <laughs> aging backwards into an old baby. I don't really know. I've never seen the movie. It gets me every time because I've also never seen that movie. And that's basically my understanding of how that film works. I'm um, glad you said that. So glad you said that. <laughs> I just, there's so many things I can, I can say that are, are just so positive about this film. I, I think literally the only thing I dislike uh, is when ben stiller and uh god's his name adam scott um they're like snowboard skiing through like the streets or whatever in like one of his <laughs> earlier yeah it's just it's so dated it looks like 2013 cgi it's like just objectively like a weird concept that just does not work for me um but outside of it it's, it's just it's great like it it really, like you're saying, Greg, it makes you want to get up and go do stuff. It makes you want to see the world. Um, I really love uh, the whole idea of like a ghost cat that Sean Penn brings up at the end. Um, it, this idea, like uh, just living in that moment, like not wanting the distraction of a camera when you are like experiencing something and just taking the time to be present and involved and just like absorb what is happening to you and just it's such a good good thing to remember it's really easy to get wrapped up in a lot of stuff in life and that is something from this film that i also take away and keep with me all the time because it is really easy to get lost in things and you gotta remember to take the time to enjoy and like be present be mindful and it's just there's so many good things i could say about this movie but I'm gonna stop rambling and let CJ get a word in. <laughs> not rambling, brother. I'm not rambling. I um, yeah, I definitely uh, I think I saw this around when it came out, and then just kind of just let it ride. And now watching it as a more of an adult, um, it's it's like you said, Craig. It's a very very good feel good uh, film. Um, I love Catherine Hahn. Like, like she literally can do anything. Like I, I love her in this. Um, oh my god, yes. Adam Scott just plays a fucking dickhead so well. Like I literally, I don't think I've ever seen an actor. I'm like, bro, I hope you get your ass beat in this film. And it's just <laughs> like 
with this and then like in step brother it's like yo he is just like bro i just hope you get your ass beat by the time this movie ends and i love that about him because he plays that he plays the dickhead so well and um it, it comes out really well uh i i do find it uh pretty awesome that you this is your favorite uh ben stiller film um joe and i'm 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 not saying that as like a knock or anything but like obviously my favorite ben stiller film is tropic thunder which that'll probably come down the pipe but um (laughs) i i i think i think we we as a society need to give some some respect to ben like i feel like ben's actually put out some really good fucking hits whether he's you know written them or just directed like i think I think Ben Stiller needs to kind of be kind of pushed up in that upper echelon of directors and stuff. I don't feel like he's had anything bad. Um, so I definitely want to give him his recognition. And um, yeah, this film, you just, there's so many things you take from it. It's uh, one of those like, yes, you, you should probably focus a little bit more on living a moment, but it, it also isn't bad to daydream. It also isn't bad to... To, to take those moments and just kind of, you know, be within yourself and, and, you know, just be, have, have that creative imagination every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. I like, um, yeah, Kristen Wiig is just Kristen Wiig. Um, that, that, that Benjamin Button scene is really funny. I would agree. And, um, I just, I like, I like the overall aspect of just like taking life by the horns. Like he really wanted to find, he really wanted to find a Sean Penn's character, so he's like, fuck it, I'm going to spend the money to go out to, you know, Greenland and Iceland and then climb up these Himalayas and, you know, and spoiler alert, the, the whole time, the thing he was looking for was with him. <laughs> like, this, like, this whole time, like, it, it was it was always in his back pocket, which, like, you kind of, when you watch film long enough, you, you kind of picked up that that was going to be the thing, and, uh and his mom saving his ass on it too. Uh, but I also like that the film plays it to where how Walter lives his life. Had he had seen that negative, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have put it up. Had he had known it was a picture of him, he wouldn't have put it up. And, um, I appreciate, I appreciate that even though it's kind of like, yo, I kind of see where this is gone. But the, the, the end result is, is pretty awesome. And one of the things that I, I didn't notice the first time I watched it and, uh, and kind of how it is paralleling to how we live life today is that they they ended the magazine of life to do life online. And it's funny that, like, nowadays, that's what we do. We live life online. Like, that's literally Instagram yes. and Twitter and everything. Just, like, having that awareness in 2013 was just, like, baffling, you know? Um, and I love, I love the e-harmony bits. Like, I love, (laughs) like, it's like, you know, you, you got a bunch of more winks when you said that you were fighting, you know, sharks and jumping out of a helicopter and things of that nature. Um, and just that online dating aspect of just all of that was pretty, pretty solid. And I, I'm a big fan of the moment where he doesn't take the picture of the snow leopard because I... I kind of live, I try to live my life that way in a sense of like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like boost myself up right now. So I do apologize. It sounds like I'm being a pretentious asshole and it's not my goal, but <clears throat> I, you know, following different actors, different things and hearing how many of them like, Oh, I don't have a cell phone or, Oh, I don't have this and I have that. Or I, there are days I just go out and don't have my phone with me. I've done that a couple of times and the, the freeness of not having 
uh, a cellular device in your 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 hip or your back pocket. It there, it does it does something to your mental. It does uh, it, it makes you realize how much you grab for your phone, but also like how much you can observe in and enjoy life and what you see around you. Um, I've gone to a couple concerts uh, the past year, and there's been times where I don't record or I don't take pictures or anything because I'm just there in the moment, just enjoying like this being something that I can reminisce on. Now, of course, everybody wants to document everything to, to prove that they were there or to prove that they've seen something. But I think there's a, there's a big, there's a, there's a big rewarding effect of just saying, just being able to tell the story of being somewhere or telling the story of seeing something that, that goes a long way. So I did, I, I really enjoyed that part myself. Uh, just overall, it's a really solid film. Um, I really, I really like this one. And I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. Um, and that says a lot. So, I think this is the first film I've put up that both of you liked. Which makes me feel good. No, we like it. Oh, well, that, well, you both had seen that already. And that was very much on <laughs> the end of like... It's both within your spectrums. This one I didn't expect to be as liked as you guys have already said it was. I was that's fair. Very much looking forward to seeing what holes or if anything uh, you could punch in this. But we have all like we've been pretty in sync. Uh, our last few picks. It's getting a little like not frustrating but surprising. Like I don't know. It's been weird. I've, uh, I've we, we've we, not we, had we need more controversy, yeah, damn where it. Is it? <laughs> we're about to shake the shit up, bro. It's about to get there, trust me. It's going to oh, get there. Oh god. Yeah, considering I I don't want to think about it right now. That's not what we're here for. So, <laughs> love all the points you guys mentioned on this one. Uh it, it it's it does hit so many positive notes. Um like I said, I watch it every year. Uh to kind of talk about a few things here um because the cinematography is great in this and then ben stiller has accolades upon accolades um uh, and and you know I, I don't think there's anything negative i can ever say about that person but when it comes to the secret life of walter mitty there's this kind of the looming threat yes of life online right and if we look back at 20, 2013 uh when like you know Bigger social media was on the rise. You know, phones were getting bigger and bigger, and literally, it's just people walking around uh, with their 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 faces plastered into their phones and things like that. Um, I love the idea of Walter Mitty as a character who just will very often lose himself in a daydream, just in the middle of like his commute or just the middle of the workday while standing in the kitchen. Uh, will just completely lose himself in a daydream uh, of something that is just so fantastical that it can't possibly be real. Um, and something like that, which leads to a bunch of different little, you know, tangents throughout the entire film, one of which you mentioned, uh, the Benjamin Button one, which was hysterical. I actually have also never seen that film, um, but I only understand it because of that little <laughs> snippet. Like, that, that is the funniest thing to me ever. I've never that's seen hilarious. Benjamin Button. And maybe that's something I'll put up. Who knows? Uh, probably not. But I only know it because of that little scene. Um but, like, what's a daydream that you guys find yourselves falling into uh, every now and then? Like, it's it, not that it needs to be anything personal. If it's too personal, by all means, don't. Um, but, like, you know, what's a daydream that you can easily just fall, fall into while you're, you know, on autopilot on your commute to work or as you're just relaxing and lulling yourself to sleep or something? You know, what's 
what's a daydream that you find yourself often falling into? For me, a lot of my daydreams are like scenes of films that I want to write. So a lot of like my daydreams are things that I want to put to paper. So I'm like, I'll, I'll envision a scene of some particular thing or some particular action or different things like that. Um, and it, it's one of those things I, I, I keep doing. So it's like, hey, you need to write this down. You need to make this a thing. You need to write this script. So a lot of my daydreams are things that I want to put actually out. <laughs> like I actually want to make into art, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I, I, I know when I was younger, a lot of my daydreams were more just about like just wild shit. Like, you know, if... I was one of the rowdy rough boys from the Powerpuff Girls. Which color would I be? You know, like, like different <laughs> shit, like kid shit, like that. You know, like like stuff like that. Um, but I I do find myself if I'm just like drifting off and thinking of something, it it is something more uh, artistic and creative and something that I feel like I do need to be writing down. Uh, so I do I, I I do daydream a bit, but not to the extent of um, it, it'd be dangerous where I'm. Joe, what you got? Historically, uh, like a quiet forest. Um, but funnily enough, having since moved, so I've spent literally my entire life on the coast. Having since left the coast, uh, now being landlocked, I mostly daydream about the ocean. Interesting. Beach, being out in open water and stuff like that. <clears throat> but yeah, nothing okay. to the extent of uh, Walter Mitty. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, so <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a point that I guess I'm slowly working my way toward here is that I love the idea that this character daydreams such fantastical things and it's highlighted throughout the entire film uh, where we see these little vignettes of things that he's thinking of doing and is imagining himself in a different position um and a few of which are kind of attainable i mean i say attainable like <laughs> you can kind of go after a few of those like you're not exactly about to burst through a wall while fighting your boss to go sledding down the street on concrete or you're not uh suddenly going to contract some weird disease that's going to make you age backwards uh while you live out the rest of your life with the love Is that of how it happens he gets it it's a virus no, I, I honestly i think it's <laughs> something you're born with i really no, I do don't. not know like i <laughs> we, don't we ha- know we have to put this film on here now <laughs> i oh, guess boy. so have because it's like... like... yeah cj have you it's seen it a... no <laughs> so none of us so that's none of us has... okay uh, we kind of i don't want to watch that movie neither do i watch it's gonna be a fan it, Yeah, part. we kind of have to. Yeah. Oh boy! Regardless, anyway, I love anyway. the idea of a dreamer that we get to watch go live out these dreams, right? Go go live out a few of these dreams, uh, simply because he gets to a point where it's do or die. We've got to find number twenty-five, the 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 quintessence of life. Which, good God, the word quintessence just sounds like such an expensive word. It's so ridiculous. Uh, but. <laughs> Very simple, just like rich and full of meaning. Sure, the quintessence of life. Uh, 
but the need drove the action and i love that because it's like you, you need to get this done otherwise you're getting fired this amazing thing that's supposed to happen isn't going to happen and so all right cool let's go live out all these adventures right and then as pat oswald's character uh todd i think was the name yeah todd mayer continues to call him throughout the film and it's just like well we're filling out your dating profile with all of these things that you're now doing um and you're getting all these winks and i just find that really funny because like it almost makes me think of legacy, right? Like, what are we leaving behind? And in most cases for people, when they think of legacy, it's always about, you know, what are you leaving behind to your family, to your kids? I like to think of legacy more of along the lines of, like, what story can people tell about you? You know, like, what what's something that they can tell about you to their friends, to their kids that will just extend a memory? Like, uh, oh, boy, like... If we think about Walter Mitty anyway, he can now tell people, he can tell his kids in the future, you know, I've swam with sharks and I've, you know, raced away from a, from an octave volcano that was currently flooding the area with like a bunch of, sm uh, you know, smog and whatnot. Uh, I've, I've, you know, jumped out of a helicopter into water, uh, shark infested waters. These are all things that like kind of build this, this, this insane memory of an interesting person that can then just be passed off by word of mouth regardless of whether you believe it or not um but i like the idea of legacy being more about that memory of someone and maybe it's not always memories you shared with that person but something you learned about them something that interested you in that person um so like you know what's something i guess if anything what's something that a memory about yourself that you would want passed down Oh, or I guess that would be the highlight on your your dating profile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I've I've lived such a a roller coaster of a life. Like, there's so much shit that I'm just like, hmm, I I actually survived that. And then there's other times I'm like, ooh, I actually survived that. Um, it, as as a person who takes and to account like one of the biggest things um for those who don't know i just turned 30 uh, one of one of the, the hardest things about my birthday was feeling like i hadn't accomplished anything or i haven't done anything to the extent of which i wanted to do um and before we go on that uh fucking uh, therapist session um oh, yeah I think, definitely a tangent of a question <laughs> <laughs> right and 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 for me it's like you bring up like the dating profile i i put if i'm trying to remember what i had on my profile before i met melissa i had uh like i saved a kid's life at disney world once um his mom his mom wasn't paying attention the baby's in the stroller and the stroller just starts starts rolling down a fucking hill and i had just gotten to him right before he crashes into like a brick wall <laughs> and like it was one of those things like everyone was clapping like the mom was like super crying and all this other shit. And it was just like one of those moments that like kind of stuck with me because i was i think i was like what 20 22 23 like young I, I had just moved out to california and it was just something that like that always like stuck with me and so i like when i started dating again at that time like that was something that i, I put on my actual dating profile it was like saving this kid's life and like granted like the kid probably wouldn't have died if he hit the brick wall but it was it was something that i was like yeah like i i definitely helped this kid from being being deformed probably um yeah and, and and that that kid will never know like i didn't leave my name like that kid's never gonna know who i am but there's something that always stuck that always sticks with me 
Um, I guess another thing that I would I would add is just probably having films I've been in be screened at like the Chinese theater or things of that nature. Some some other like acting accomplishments that I have, but I I don't know. I I feel like. I feel like whatever I feel will be like my legacy thing hasn't been reached yet. And I think that's one thing that keeps me going, keeps me pushing to, to, to reach that. And when I finally do, you know, I, I can die a happy man. So. Joe. Uh, I've been in a monogamous relationship for well over a decade. So I don't think I'm filling out any, uh, any dating profiles <laughs> i mean i realized this question was posed yeah. to two married men uh yeah what would be on yeah. yours craig you, Dude, i guess you, i've noticed in something in your episodes you ask questions and then you don't ever answer them so i'm trying to make sure i remember that and uh, make sure you answer your own questions so oh, one let's go back first right. what do you daydream about yeah oh yeah. god uh well I guess my daydream in thinking about this question, right, is, is pretty much just always that freeze frame moment. Uh, I like to imagine vignettes where things are my version of perfect, right? So uh, there are moments where it's like, all right, well, I'm doing this thing. And what if I'm doing this with, like, the correct people? Uh, in, in a lot of cases, I'm with my friends, with, you know, you guys, with other friends, uh, with people who would enjoy what it is that I'm doing currently in that moment. Uh, and I could make the most of it with. So it, it's a small ring of people. Um, I do have a lot of friends. I'm someone who makes friends very easily. But as far as like having the right people in the right situations, that's most often what comes to mind. And in some cases, there's no one there. It's just me in a very perfect moment, which is great. Uh, but in a lot of cases, it's like, oh, if so-and-so was here, like this would be kind of awesome. Uh, What's a perfect A perfect moment... Um, to give you a description, like, let's say we're at the top end of a hike uh, during a very beautiful sunset. Um, and I'm just there with the correct people that, I, you know, that the, the kind of outdoorsy folk uh, that I hang out with. I mean, namely, two of you I can go on a hike with and have a good time with. But there's a few other friends that I could have a really great time with on a hike. And to close it out with, like, an amazing sunset is super simple and great. Um, I don't think my daydreams, my daydreams are anywhere near as fantastical as Walter Mitty's, but it's it's always interesting mm. to watch that and think that maybe my daydreams could be that much more fantastical. And like, what would I want to daydream about if I wanted them to be more outlandish? So, like, do you daydream at all of like giving high fives with the left hand? See, funny enough, you would think yeah, you. <laughs> okay, I don't think I've ever daydreamed about having two hands. That is okay. never crossed my mind. I've never daydreamed about being straight. Uh, like no, neither of those have ever come up. I mean, that's legit, bro. Like that would be like the first thing I'd think about is like, damn, what would life be like if. I could punch a nigga with a left hand. <laughs> like, 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 it's like, what, like, what, like, what would be like? And unfortunately, the first thing I'm thinking of is violence. It's terrible, but um, you know, we did just review Bronson, but um, I I do find that I find that pretty pretty uh, dope in a in a a very awesome example of who you are as a person. That like, you're not daydreaming about like 
shit that you would feel would make you like quote unquote better. Not that I don't feel like you aren't great at in the state that you are now, but I do find it pretty commendable that that's not like the first thing that pops in your head. So I give you that. Um, no, I like the idea of moments. And yeah, don't dodge the dating profile question that you gave us. Oh, I'm thinking on that one. Uh, I mean, like I said, I posed this question to two married men, so I'm not surprised at all that this one got (laughs) turned back on me. Um, I guess for me, wow. I guess right now the most interesting thing that could be on the level of like Walter Mitty was probably just like uh, whale watching in, uh, in Massachusetts. Which is pretty dope. Um, it's not something I ever thought I'd actually do until like I was heading up that way with my family. And it was a surprise uh, thing my mom wanted to do one weekend. Um, and it was pretty dope. I actually did not get a lot of great footage. I brought my camera with me, but they were a good distance out. But it was just really nice to sit back and like watch these 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 underwater creatures just interact with, you know, a boat full of people. A few boats full of people. Um from a safe distance uh considering also interesting note i do have a slight bit of uh thalassophobia so whale watching is really funny uh for those of you that do not know what that is thalassophobia is the fear of what is just beneath the water not being able to see what's directly under you uh so when it comes to being on a boat if it's not a big enough boat i will absolutely freak the fuck out if i can't see beneath me um but that's just that but not the most exciting and maybe maybe i gotta do more maybe this is why i brought this up because maybe i realize i need to go do more so that i can fill out my dating profile with more things oh boy hey. the existential crisis Damn. not needed existential crisis man. do you feel like you would still have that phobia if you had a left hand what why what does that have to do with any of that no we're not okay i'm bringing it back we're good let's get back to the secret life of ultra mini uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i cannot with you cj i really can't sometimes anyway so one of the things i do really love about this film is the cinematography joe you pointed that out uh the film score is great um i do love the symbolism and it's really light so if you're not paying attention you don't really catch it uh where the film starts out with walter and almost all the scenes that he's in lacks color like everything's kind of muted out uh grayed out and then whenever he goes into these fantasies they're full and rich and full of like you know there's all color it's all turned up and as the film continues on we start to see more of that color stay in his life um, even, you know, all the way at the end uh, where he's walking off uh, with Kristen Wiig and they're talking about the photo on the magazine. Uh, you can see that entire scene is just there full and vibrant. And I love how little effects like that in film really can alter something uh, and, and really pull a mood through a scene. And I say this as someone who knows nothing about like color grading and how, you know, those kinds of things are brought up in, in either I'm assuming post, because honestly, I would I would have no idea whenever somebody has the bright idea to be like, hey, what if we dimmed, you know, muted the color out in this scene so that it, it, it stands to punch out a bunch more um, much later on in the film when we like really turn up the saturation. Uh, but I mean, the two of you can probably speak more of that than I can. Um, but it's fine. Actually, like I have kind of a, I guess, counter argument to that. I don't I don't feel I, you're not like completely wrong. I don't feel like. Uh, 
the color though like in the beginning or anything is that like dull it's just different uh i i get what you're getting at but i think a better example for this movie is um is walter mitty's appearance and and wardrobe itself uh you know that's what changes more throughout the film he he goes from having his just drab everyday suit or whatever he's been wearing presumably for the last 16 years and then he ends up you know all stubbled and five o'clock shadowed and you know wearing a a a cozy sweater and whatnot and uh i think it works because you have all these grandiose and very pretty shots of iceland and greenland and whatnot and it, it looks like these not exotic but exotic locales for for somewhere to visit with great vistas and views and whatnot and uh I think that same level of of care and attention is present when he's in New York. It's just a different setting. And I think the film does a good job of basically highlighting that you don't necessarily have to go somewhere else to experience and enjoy life and, like, what's around you. Everywhere has something to it that is, like, uh, attractive and valuable and, and has a certain quality to it that is appealing. And it's sometimes you that needs to kind of realize that and wake up and understand that your surroundings can be as good as anywhere else. Um, and I like that Walter Mitty does, he obviously has a literal journey, but he, he, he figures that out that like life is worth living. It's, it's exciting and it doesn't necessarily matter where you are. It's, you just got to kind of wake up to it. Love that answer. Love that answer. Uh, in that same note, um, what are some other ways? I mean, so you mentioned, <laughs> I've been talking about color. Uh, and you mentioned the clothing changes and like the subtle changes that the character goes through that kind of highlight uh, the change um, from the beginning of the film through the end. Um, in what ways? I mean, I guess we're all assuming, right, that that's a very great way to kind of show change, right? But would it have worked well if they hadn't done it to such an effect because like we go from having him very clean cut and drab to like partially disheveled hair you know uh a a face full of stubble and whatnot which really just adds to the idea of adventure but like we're not all walter mitty does a change really need to be that intense to show that you've lived a little bit of life i I mean i don't think so but but are we looking at oh sorry no good good oh i was Uh, you say what you're going to say, because I feel like what I'm going to say is going to change <laughs> the the trajectory of what we're talking about. So I'd rather you go okay. first. Fair enough. Uh, no, I don't I don't think you necessarily have to have, like, that much change to, like, show that you've been anywhere. If anything, like, if a real person, like, did that, like, if I knew someone who was gone for maybe a week at most and they came back and they were like, oh, man, I'm all, like, in, in traditional hand-knit sweaters from iceland and this is my whole identity now i'd be like you're kind of a dick um it's it's very much more of a cinematic like device so no i don't think you have to do that not saying that like if you go to iceland and you have a great experience or whatever and you get a great sweater you shouldn't not wear it you should rock the fuck out of that sweater but um no you don't you don't have to go through that dramatic of a transition to like show you're a different person 
what I was going to say, and you, um, that was a good point, Joe. What I was going to say is, do we feel that Walter has has changed his identity, or is Walter reverting back to who he was before his dad died? Yes, like, I, I feel think you're like, correct. I feel like who he ends up being towards the end of the film was who he was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to say that like, oh, like he completely changed. I think he, I think he changed into what he had to change to take care of his family. And take care of his mom and make sure like things were taken care of because his pops had passed away. But I don't think that Walter was like always this shell, not speaking up type person. I think that's where the the daydreams have kind of like pushed out into like his brain to be like, yo, bro, like you like you used to be this type thing or like you think about these things. And like this, that was kind of like his old self, like pushing out into him and kind of taking over him a bit. So I I wouldn't say that like those things were like necessarily them changing. I think it was more of him reverting back to like who he truly was. Like you know the dude is he used to have a mohawk that his dad helped him you know shave shave up. And I, I think those uh, those are really important uh, notes to to think about when it when when you are looking at towards the end of the film. I I think he I think he reverts back to who he truly was and who he was meant to be. Not changed into this completely different person and it had this like awakening into uh this different person because even his dad gives him that book to to go travel because he's i'm assuming that is something that was always been on his forefront he just wasn't able to do it because of the passing of pops yeah totally i think you're spot on I mean, he literally, he won, like, what, a skateboarding competition or something? Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Mohawk? Yeah, that's... He, even his sister's like, oh, this used to be your style and, like, some old picture of his or something. Yeah. Uh, it, like, clearly, like, was always who he's been. He's just now getting the opportunity to, like, be that person. I love that, like... So, that's a... Oh, oh, I was just going to make a, a funny point. I love that, like... Papa John's was like triggering for him <laughs> like back in 2013 and like now with kind of like some of the controversy of Papa John's it's like Papa John's kind of triggering for everyone <laughs> so I thought it was a little, a little, a little oh foreshadowing God. there uh, going forward but go ahead, go ahead. what are you saying Greg? No because uh, you do bring up a great point with like we're we're discovering who Walter Mitty actually is as we go through the film right uh, we realize he's had to go through this this change uh, when he was much younger because of his father's passing. Um, and then Papa John's becomes a triggering point because of the change that he had to make to be much more of a responsible figure in his home. And so I, I honestly feel like people that dream and still uh, daydream as hard as they do. Anybody out there who dreams as hard as, as or daydreams, I should say, as hard as Walter Mitty does, at some point gave up something that they weren't ready to give up, or they gave it up too soon, right? And, you know, without getting too meta here, uh, it's one of the reasons that I enjoy watching this is that it reminds me that if, like, if I'm chasing my dreams and I still very much do feel like I'm chasing my dreams that I don't want to give up on, um, this is kind of one of those films that reinvigorates that for me. Uh, and it's it's such a great point. I do find it funny, um, as a funny note, uh, I should say, there is no Papa John's uh, in in Iceland, uh, for one thing. Uh, they actually had to reskin a bakery uh, that was there, which I thought was funny. Uh, and then another point is all of the shots from Greenland were shot in Iceland. Uh, so I don't, they, they never actually went to uh, to Greenland. But 
it's it's a great point. And I, I mean, I'm not going to ask the question, you know, what are some dreams you guys gave up on? Because that's just bleak and I don't want to go there. Uh, but as far as this film goes, I, I do find it funny watching uh, a film, right? Because we've got to sit and watch and take in this film that is telling us that we should be out living. Um, and I always find that kind of storytelling. That's just like, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you, you know, sitting with your your face and your computer or your laptop or your phone when you should be out there living life? Um, and yet we still have like this this subgenre of film that is pretty much the overtly positive uh, that, you know, makes you want to go up and go do things, you know, dream chase. Um, and I always find it backwards that film gets to do that. If you know what I mean, like I, I just it, it's it's odd for me. Like it's um like I mean, Joe, you mentioned I think in like episode one or two uh, that we're discussing a visual medium here uh, in the auditory form. The same way I feel like telling someone that they should go be living life as they're sitting watching a film at home, not really living life, to me is that same feeling. Um, I give you it's like there's... how like you made us watch Whiplash, and I'm like I don't get movies about sound and music like yes. it's a visual media like i i kind of get where you're coming from um but you know at the same time uh <laughs> life is hard and you can't always just pick up and go and sometimes it's just having that catharsis of like watching someone else a character that like you can identify with go through that journey isn't necessarily going to fix all your problems or make it feel like you're not stuck in your rut or whatever, but like just that level of release and like seeing that work for someone else, like you, you can't just not, you can't just knock that. I mean, it, it, it has a purpose to it. And like, maybe it is the push that someone needs to get out and like go live more and whatnot. And you know, I, I do get what you're saying. It is a little odd, but it, it has merit to it. I mean, it... Go ahead, CJ. Seems like you want to say something. I think it's... It's one of those things like... like, like you, We all can't view what living life is through our lens and put project that onto other people's... Like, their their version of what living life is. For, for instance, how many people tune into YouTube and to Twitch and to watch someone play a narrative game, right? That's what they choose to do because obviously they, they, they either don't have time to play the game or they just enjoy the commentary of this particular person. But they are still experiencing that particular game within the same realm as the person that is playing it. Even though they don't have their hands on the controller, we can't sit there and say that, well, you're not living unless you play this game. It's like, no, like you're you're getting what you're getting out of it through your perspective. And if that's what your, your realm and choice is like, we, we can't fault you for that. And I, I think that this film does bring that. It, you don't have to be this like super macho adventurous person in order for you to say that you live life. Like how many people that keep their head down for 30 plus years. And next thing you know, create generational wealth for their families and, that's that's their mold. That's their life. That's the that's that's what they've brought to this this earth. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It, there's people that don't travel. And there's people that don't like planes. That don't like going outside their circle. And then there are people that prefer to not have worldly possession things and want to live in a, a bus and just travel and just like everyone has like 
what they feel is their life. Like there are people that are like going out on the weekends every weekend and that's their thing. Like they, they work their nine to fives through Monday through Friday and then Saturday's their night and they go out and have a ball. That's their life. That's their life. And I, I think that's the, the entertaining and interesting, uh, complexity of what life is, is that we all can view life from a different lens and it still be life. So, Um, Joe, you mentioned earlier about one of the more memorable scenes from this film, uh, being when Walter finally finds, uh, photographer Sean and we're in the middle of taking this, this photo of the ghost cat, um, which is just such a, I love how very still that moment is, uh, where you're just kind of sitting there waiting for it. And we get this whole description of like living in the moment. And if something is so beautiful and worthwhile that you just kind of sit and soak it in. Um, and I think it, it's funny enough because even in the during the film, it's one of those scenes that I just enjoy paying attention to because it kind of feels like that moment sets itself up as a moment that I just want to sit and take in. Like I want to hear these words and really absorb them. Um, and I think scenes like that in film uh specifically like just this one in, in, in the secret life of Walter Mitty just like really hits home where it's, it's a giant reminder uh, to really just kind of sit back, take things in. Um, I, I do find it funny that one of the bigger things in this film about life, and then we're heading to life online uh, and to note something you'd said earlier, CJ is, you know, at this point we have a lot of people like living life for the sake of living life online, right? Where, Everything is about, you know, what you can show off on social media nowadays. And so no one really takes anything in to just sit and enjoy them. And I feel like that scene there is something that lives rent-free in my mind, um, similar to the scene that lives in yours, Joe, uh, where it's a constant reminder. Like, you know, things – there are moments, there are plenty of scenes, there, there are things that are going to happen every single day. But there's always plenty of moments when you're with your friends, your family uh, – doing anything exciting, doing anything worthwhile, where you really just got to sit back and, like, make the memory. Like, legit, just make the memory. Like, and that's that's it. Because you're not going to want to remember seeing it through your phone. You're not going to, you know, you're probably going to lose the photo or the data that is the photo of, the, you know, that you took. Just just make the memory. That's it's it. like people that take pictures of fireworks. It's like, why? I don't understand <laughs> that. I don't understand why people record <laughs> concerts. Like, uh yeah, yeah. Fireworks is actually if you're if you're listening and you you take photos of fireworks. There is no shame. We're not throwing shame on you. No, I'm judging mm, you a little bit. Yeah, like, I was about to say there's some shame. <laughs> like, sit back and enjoy the experience. How often have you looked at those pictures? When was the last time you looked at your firework picture? Hmm? Exactly, you haven't. That's true. I've never. Taken As you now are scrolling back through your phone slow. to look for it. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, oh shit. Fourth of July, there were fireworks. That's crazy. Anyway, I'm gonna stop roasting random people. It's, it's it's kind of one of the better things you do, Jeff. Let's be real. <laughs> but regardless, um, when it comes to Walter Mitty, you know, are there any other notes you guys have? Uh, I feel like I could talk way too long about the meaning and all that behind this film. So, it's a any other notes film, you guys want to toss I, out? I think, yeah, I think there's there's a lot that can be learned from this film. It it. it it is one of those films where you want to just take a step back and just 
embrace it, you know, embrace, embrace, uh, what your life is. And if you feel like there are some changes that you can make to make it better, like you do those things. But if you are happy where you're at and what you're, what you're doing and you feel like you're, you're, you're doing what you, you're, you're meant to be doing, then just enjoy that. I, I think we have, we have way too many people in this, this world, on this world, on this earth and in this world that, that feel like they don't matter or they're, they're, they're not good enough or like they're wasting space. And I think they just need some help figuring out what, what, uh, what is the meaning to their particular life. And I think this film can kind of help kind of push you into figuring out what you are meant for or what you think you're meant for. So, yeah. Well said, well said. Um, I like, uh, you mentioned the CJ, uh, about if he had seen the negative of number 25, he probably wouldn't have like pushed for it to be on the cover because it's not Walter Mitty. Um, and I never really thought about that and I don't think you're wrong. Um, but I do love that him not looking at the negative is kind of his own like ghost cat moment where like mm. he's finally he he got to where he found sean he recovered the photo he did all this work but like it wasn't the point he didn't care what was on it it was the like experience and the journey he had to get there and that is like it's way more valuable for him than like yeah. what it is on this this picture uh and i i really appreciate that um I also, I mean, it obviously gets explained some that, like, his mom was <laughs> kind of behind it all, like, uh, but, but some of the serendipity of the film I really enjoy, too. Like, he ends up on on the boat, and there's clementine cake, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, my mom makes clementine cake. Like, um, uh, the same thing, like, the Papa John's ending up being in Iceland. Just, like, weird little moments like that are, they're really nice, and they help, like, add to kind of the almost like fantasy feeling of like this this unreality that he is going through um and i appreciate that as well um and the fact that he picks he picks the red car he takes the red pill and then he goes on this huge mm -hmm. journey um of truth and like figures out his like actual life just there's there's just so many good things about this movie man it, it it's really enjoyable and it, i want it, to believe that the red pill red car was done on purpose oh yeah a thousand Dude, percent. Film, films like, I, uh, from other films all the time bro yeah. i mean no sure, that's definitely like... on purpose dude you, like it's a red and I mean, blue look, car I... they're both tiny compact and look like pills and he takes the red one the one that wakes you up and like yeah it's on purpose bud uh all right i'll take that that's fine i mean i'm a huge fan of the matrix anyway i'm okay i'm completely okay with that i just i don't know i feel like it's one of those things it's like that was like Red and blue just makes sense in a weird way for me as like just those commonplace kinds of things. But okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna argue because I don't have a platform to argue on. In the case of like, no, that was definitely not a call out. Uh, I actually read through that uh, in some of the like trivia for this film that that was something. So I'm actually you know surprised to hear you mention that because uh, I wasn't going to. I didn't really put much weight in that one. But that's just mm. me. Fair enough. 
Yeah. You're wrong, but it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got okay. i mean i could keep rambling but it's it's a great movie yeah it's a great movie. You, you, yeah this is this is one of those like you kind of propelled into the the subject of life more than the film yeah itself. so um no yeah um yeah i think i think i've said everything i wanted to say so it's a great film um great pick this week craig so well i won't you I mean i'm not gonna lie after taking a quick glance at uh her previous picks uh, this month so far, I, I really felt I, you know, something a bit more positive would would have been nice. Uh, so here we are. Uh, for those of you that have been riding deep this far, just know that you know always always going to try to keep that in mind. If, if things are looking a little dark, uh, it'll probably be me to put something out that'll just uh, bring a little bit of sunshine back. Uh, you know, I, I got you, but. With that said, thank you guys for joining us for another episode. Hot Boy Film Club. Looking forward to hearing from any of you uh, that have checked this out and enjoy this film. Or maybe you don't enjoy it and Walter Mitty's not really your thing. By all means, let us know. Uh, you can hit us up on our social medias. Uh, Instagram, Hot Boy Film Club. Twitter, Hot Boy Film Club. And then Club at gmail.com. Best ways to reach us. Uh, let us know what you think and what life's about and what things you daydream about. Looking forward to checking that out. Tune in next week. Uh, we have Joe's pick, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, we're getting back into horror. We're getting back oh, into boy. horror, but we're it's been long enough. <laughs> we can't just admit long an enough? entire genre. It's been yeah, Halloween. I mean... It's January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm I'm down to check it out. Uh, oh boy, that should be. It's fun. also a classic. But anyway, classic. I mean, yes, it is indeed a classic. I can't really snub too hard about that, but fine. Well, you heard it here. Check it out. The thing. We'll catch you guys next time. See you later. See ya. Peace.